The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. And now, from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello, and welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. I am your co-host, Shirley Rhodes, and in today's episode, The Voice, Jeff Charles, will be visiting with Terry Harper. Terry played for the Atlanta Braves from 1980 to 1986, and in 1985, he had his best year of his career with 17 home runs and 72 RBIs. Terry also played for the Detroit Tigers and Pittsburgh Pirates, and he'll have stories of his relationship with uh, some of the great Braves players, including Hammer and Hank Aaron, and of course, Dale Murphy. So sit back and relax. The Pirate Radio Podcast starts right now. We are very pleased to welcome former Atlanta Braves outfielder Terry Harper. Terry played for Atlanta from 1980 to 1986. He also played for the Detroit Tigers and Pittsburgh Pirates and in Japan, too. Terry, it is so kind of you to join us. Uh, thanks so much for your time. How you doing? I'm done with you. I appreciate you having Well, it's great to have you with us. We have a lot of Atlanta Braves fans in North Carolina, and a lot of folks remember you from your days uh, with the Braves in the 1980s. So let's start there, Terry. You're growing up okay. in the Atlanta area, born in Douglasville, and you played Major League Baseball for your hometown team. Was, was that special, being a local kid and playing for the Braves? Uh, yes, I would. Yes, it was because uh, I grew up a Braves fan, and my father he was a he was a big Braves fan. You know, he came along when when uh, uh, you know wasn't a whole lot of games on TV, and uh, so he used to carry his little transistor radio around, listen to the games. So that's kind of how I remember uh, growing up. Listening to WSB Radio, the voice of the South and, of course, the flagship station of the Braves uh, all of those years, Terry, when they moved to Atlanta, of course, from Milwaukee. And and then, of course, uh, television became a big deal on the Superstation on, on TBS. So, boy, everybody got a chance to see you play then, didn't they? Yes. Uh, I, I, that was a great move because I was in the organization uh, the year before Ted bought the team. And uh, when he bought the team and put on the Superstation, uh, that's when the, the organization really took off, and and uh, and it was a it, it was a lot of fun being a part of it. Yeah, I'm sure it was uh, very recognizable for you and all the guys who were playing for the Braves then, and Ernie and Skip and Pete. You know, Terry, the the years go by; it's, uh, it doesn't seem possible. Those guys have all passed away, does it? Yeah, I, I tell you, it's, it's been a rough rough year to embrace country with uh with those guys passed away hank phil uh dave personally our trainer uh uh I, I tell you it's it's and and coach hank it's it's, it's really been a tough year in brave country yeah it really has a lot of hall of famers all across uh the country have passed away too in the last uh-huh. year so, Terry, you mentioned Hank Aaron, one of the greatest legends ever to play baseball. Do you have any Hank Aaron stories, or can you tell us a little bit about Hank and any uh, any conversations you might have had with him? Yes, uh-huh. uh huh. You know, when I when I uh, when I was coming, well, actually, my first year uh, in the Braves system was 1973. Uh, actually, I, I was a pitcher at that time. But anyway, uh, my first year of spring training. Uh, I, I can see myself now in, in the hotel room watching uh, Hank hit number seven fifteen 
uh, in my hotel room. So that was my first year at Brave, and and uh, and then uh, coming up through the minor league system. Well, Hank was the minor league director when I was coming up, and so uh, he used to come in town, and 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 he used to I, a lot of time he used to give me a ride home after the game, uh, and we would just talk uh, talk baseball. Uh, uh, he he didn't Hank didn't really give you a whole lot of. Uh, as far as fundamentals, he didn't really talk a whole lot about that. We mostly just talked about the mental side of, of hitting. And uh, so he helped me out a great deal in that way. Because I, 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 I pride myself as, you know, being a middle lineup hitter. And uh, so we used to have some good conversation, and he used to give me a lot of good advice. Boy, those, and, must, uh, those must be memories, Terry, that you'll cherish forever being with Hank Aaron. Yeah, so when when he passed, you know, then, you know that's that was one of the main things I thought about was was uh, uh, you know the advice he used to give me, and 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 you know being around Hank, you would never know he was he had the accomplishment that he had because he never really talked about it. Uh, so you if you didn't know he was Hank Aaron, you wouldn't know he was all time home run champ and uh so that's how humble he was yes he was a very humble man we're visiting with terry harper former atlanta brave played for the braves from 1980 to 1986 hey terry tell us a little bit about uh growing up in the 60s in the south Mm -hmm. it was a a different time then and Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your childhood and what it was like and if you played some other sports well when i came up uh um you know, we I, I didn't start playing until I was twelve. I mostly played baseball just in the backyard, and uh, a little small town outside Atlanta called Douglasville. Uh, we, uh, you know, we whatever sport was in in that particular town, that's what we played: was basketball, football, or baseball. And uh, uh, so I was a bas- bas- basketball, baseball guy. I tried football one year. And after I got hit a couple of times, I said, oh, this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, so my first year playing, actually my cousin taught me into coming out for the team. And uh, and it turned out, I went out for the team and made it. And it turned out he was a, he was a couple of months too old. So I ended up being the first uh, African-American on, on the team uh, in my small town at Douglasville. And uh, coming up, uh, we um, uh, we played we, we we you know like travel ball nowadays. Kids play you know hundreds of games a year, and uh, we might play between the uh, the season. We might play twenty to thirty games, and that was pretty much it. And so uh, 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 the kids nowadays they're a lot further along at an early age than we are back then because uh, we just didn't play a whole lot of games. Yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, that's the way it was when when I was coming along. You and I are about the the same age, Terry, and that was mm-hmm. way before, like you mentioned, travel ball and how specialized everything is now. So mm-hmm. tell us, tell us about uh, getting drafted. I assume you were drafted by Atlanta. Is that right? Yes, uh, I, uh, my first uh, actually um, when I was sixteen, the Braves minor league director uh, Paul Snyder. Uh, Paul was pretty much responsible for. For uh, the, all the talent that was, you know, that played in the '90s, that you know, had all the, that won all the championships, uh, National League championships. Uh, but he, uh, but he, when I was 16, Paul had, uh, he had uh, 
breakfast with me, with me and my high school coach. And at that time, I had no idea the Braves was interested in me. And uh, so I, I guess he was just kind of seeing what kind of person I was uh, and, and just kind of sizing me up. But uh, uh, I had a tryout with the Baltimore Orioles tried me out. So uh, I, I, other than having that breakfast with Paul, I had no idea the Braves was interested in me. So when they drafted me, it was a total surprise. And uh, and comes my father, by him being a big Braves fan, he just elated uh, that I was going to be playing for the home team. Yeah, I bet so. I knew Paul Snyder well, had him on a number of radio shows down through the years, and always uh, was impressed with him. He was a class guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, he was. He, uh, matter of fact, we still good friends to this day. Uh, uh-huh. uh, every now and then, I run across him, and he does some part time. Uh, last time I was coaching, he was doing some part time scouting, and uh, we we saw each other, so we just went up and hugged. It's, it's uh, cause we go so far back. Yeah, you came out way back in 1973, so that's a while back. Yeah, really good guy, Paul Snyder, did a great job with the Braves all of those years. Well, Terry, now walk us through your minor league career. Uh, you're drafted, mm-hmm. uh, you signed with the Braves, and tell us how the uh, professional baseball career started. Okay, well, you know, like I said, I signed as a pitcher. Uh, I was uh, um, pitching came easy for me because I, you know, I threw the ball hard. Even though I didn't, I really wasn't a pitcher. I was more of a thrower, and uh, but I threw hard enough to where you know, uh, going through the lineup a time or two, I could throw it by guys. But after that, then you got to start pitching in, and so that was coming up through the minor leagues. Uh, that's what. Um, I was trying to learn it, it just learn how to pitch. But then I run into arm problems. So, um, I, but I pitched in the Braves system almost four years. And, uh, uh, so when they, when Bill looks and Paul signed me, they said if something happened to my arm or injury or something like that, that they would give me a shot, uh, playing another position. And, uh, by me signing out of high school, I was at an early age. So, uh, after, after my arm, after my arm problems, well, they uh, they said, well, why don't you give it a shot in the outfield? So I, I went and started all the way back over at rookie ball and worked my way up. And those first couple of years was kind of rough because after you sit sit out and hadn't hit it four years, you know, <laughs> that's quite a adjustment. No doubt. Uh, but um, I um, um, the next year, uh, uh, I think this was 1977, um, I uh, played rookie ball, then I, I went to Greenville, Greenwood, South Carolina, that's where the A-ball team was. And uh, I did well. I got to a good start, and then it moved me up to double-A-ball. And uh, <laughs> I remember that uh, in, down in Savannah, you know, it gets so hot down there. And by the time, uh, I guess by the time July rolled around, that heat being on me, and that was my first full year playing, and, uh, really, ever. And uh, and that, that uh, I tell you, the pitcher could, could just knock the – literally knocked the bat out of my hand. I was <laughs> so tired. <laughs> and uh, but we made we finally made it through that year. And uh so I know when I went home, the first thing I did was I I never lift, really lifted weights up until then. <laughs> that was the first time I really got I said, Boy, I gotta figure out some kind of way to get to a hundred because my leg you play hundred and forty four games or more back then. And uh you didn't have no days off unless it rained. Yep. And so, uh, so I would just—I started trying to prepare my body just so I could play through a whole season. Yeah, I bet so. 
So you advance right on through the Braves system, uh, Terry, and you have some some really good years. And tell us what it was like when you got the call for the first time that you were going to the big leagues and you were going to play for the Braves. Do you remember that day of that call? Yeah, I remember because uh, uh, at that time, uh, I think um, uh, Eddie Haas was my manager. And uh, when he called me in the office and told me that uh, that they called me up, uh, actually this was 79, I, I had – had a good season, um, and uh, they called me up. And I think the last uh, one, I, I guess the last, we was in Rochester, uh, New York, uh, and I dove for a ball, and uh, this is 1979, I dove for a ball uh, towards the right, and I dislocated my shoulder. So, uh, <laughs> so, so instead of getting called up, uh, I had, you know, when you dislocate the shoulder, you got six to eight weeks. Yeah. So uh, actually, I, I and I got got the call. I didn't get to come up because I I was injured. <laughs> I remember sitting uh, watching. I think G.L. Richard was pitching. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't playing. Yeah, that I was going to say you chose he a good was, time. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he was just blowing. I mean, it, it was a chore for the hitters just to fire one off that game. I yeah. think he might have struck out 17 that day, and uh, I was sitting in the stands in my sling. And uh, and and one of the guys filed a ball back, and I remember all the fans running to get the ball, and I'm just sitting in the seat, and the ball bounced right up, and I just reached in and picked and, and caught it. And the bottom fan, they were so mad at me, but uh, <laughs> but uh, when I got the when I got the call, uh, all I could think about was my father, because like I said, he was such a big Braves fan. And so uh, that was the first thing I did. I gave him a call. <laughs> well, a dream come true for sure. So let's talk about the Braves in the 80s, Terry, when you okay. played there. And Dale Murphy, Bob Horner, Chris Chambliss, Glenn Hubbard, Jerry Royster, mm-hmm. Phil Necro, the great Phil Necro, Claude L. Washington, mm-hmm. Bruce Benedict, all of those guys. Uh, what are your memories of playing for the Braves in the 80s with those guys? Well, I, I, I remember when I first got called up. Um, uh, actually, I played for five different managers when I when I played. But uh, my first was Bobby Cox. I remember we got called up, and uh, we was in Cincinnati, and I think we won that series. And when we won that series, that was the first time the Braves had finished at five hundred in quite a few years. So, you know, we we were just like we had. Uh, <laughs> Just that we had made the playoffs <laughs> yeah. uh, just by finishing five hundred. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, um, but you know a lot of uh, Murphy and you know actually when I was coming up pitching, Murphy was coming up catching. So he was catching. I he used to catch me when I was uh, I was a starter back at, in the day, and uh, so Murphy would be a, a catcher. And you tell me I had a strong arm. I mean he when he threw that ball across that infield. Yeah, you you make sure you get off that mound, cause but it, it was about chest high always. <laughs> I mean, it had some heat on it. <laughs> I can imagine. But, uh, uh, and then uh, Glenn Hubbard, you know, he came up with me, and several guys they came up with me. Uh, you know, coming up through the minor leagues, um, but uh, Chris Shamless and and uh, you know he was a free agent to sign with the Braves, and and uh, Claudel Washington and Jerry Ross, all those guys free agents. Yeah, uh, but you know one thing. One thing about the Braves, they they I, uh, you know they do a good job of screening players, and 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 it, it just always been a family atmosphere uh, in the organization. So we all got along real really well. 
That's great to hear. I want to talk about your best year, Terry, 1985. Mm-hmm. At age 29, you had career highs mm-hmm. in home runs with 17, career high in mm-hmm. runs batted in with 72. You hit 264. You had 542 plate appearances. Uh, that was the most in your career, 130 hits that year. Uh, you really mm-hmm. kind of put it all together in, in 1985. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, it, it was, you know, all the managers I had, you know, they pretty much just, uh, just pretty much, uh, you know, kind of spot played me. Uh, and mostly played against left handers. But, uh, you know, coming up in the Mount East, you know, you mostly play against right handers. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, you, you, uh, you can't hit if you can't hit against right handers. So, uh, the year I had my best year where Eddie Hoss, you know, he was my manager, uh, come up in the minor leagues and uh and so he knew me and so uh so he just put me out there and let me play and and most players uh you know if they get comfortable you know that that's when they're gonna play their best and uh, i just had a manager that i was i had been around and i was really comfortable in him and uh he just let me play so uh so i got comfortable from the start of the season and uh, I got off to a good start, and, and that you know that's what it led to my my best year. Well, you had a really good year in '85, and then mm-hmm. going back to 1986, Terry. Then you didn't play as much coming off that big year. So, what was the story there? Well, uh, a- actually, uh, the Braves, uh, Eddie Hoss, they fired him middle of the season, and uh, and then uh, actually when they fired him, instead of me playing every day, and uh, uh, I, um, uh, Bobby Wine, he took over, and then I, uh, he started platooning me. And then the, the, the next year, uh, I, I, I can't think of who was the manager after uh, next, that next following year. But anyway, I was in a platoon situation that year, too. And so uh, um, Eddie was the only guy that really just put me out there and let me play. And so, uh, you know, when you platoon, you know, you mostly play against left-handed pitchers. And it's not that many left-handed pitches, so you sit a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know it's hard. It's hard for you to get your number playing maybe once a week. Sometimes you might you may not see a left-handed pitcher for two weeks. Sure. And uh, so it, it, it's uh, unless you get in a few games against right-handed pitches, which you don't see that often. <laughs> so it, it can you you don't really get comfortable, but. Uh, um, but you know that you know that, that's what the big league is for. You just got to learn how to to make the adjustments, and when you get the opportunity, you got you got to try to produce. We're visiting with former Atlanta Braves outfielder Terry Harper. You remember him from his days with the Braves in the '80s. And then Terry, you move on and uh, you play for both the Tigers and and the Pittsburgh Pirates. So tell us a little bit about that in 1987. Well, uh, uh, Pitt, uh, did, I got traded to Detroit. And uh, uh, actually, we had a, a good team in Detroit, and uh, so they wanted me to D eight, and uh, um, so we um, um, we got we got to a pretty good start. Actually, they had me and Bill Matlock. We were D eight, and so uh, <laughs> so uh, we both got to a pretty good start. But uh, you know, Bill Matlock, you talking about um, uh, batting? I think he won several batting champions and so and then me I'm, I'm mostly a spot player throughout my career and so uh uh once they decided to go with bill then they traded me uh 
Actually, when they, when, when Spark Anders called me and said they were going to trade me uh, back to the National League and Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, actually, I was I was so happy because <laughs> 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 uh, I, I know uh, going to back to the National League, I'm familiar with it, and and uh, actually the weather was a little bit warmer too because it, it was you know you're trying to DH in Detroit, you know it's it gets it's pretty chilly out there the first for a year. And so I, I would go play a whole game, and I could just hang my uniform up. So, <laughs> I, I, I didn't sweat one out. Yeah, I bet. And uh, so when I and he told me I got traded to Pittsburgh, I was loving that. So I, <laughs> I think I might have took off that same night. But, uh, <laughs> but I, when I went to Pittsburgh, I actually I was in a good situation. Jim Leland, he was the manager, and we had uh, Barry Bonds and Bob Bonilla, and so we had a bunch of young guys. And so he. He called me in the office and said, well, we got a bunch of young guys. You know, he told me my role, which was I was going to be platooning and I play against uh, some of the tough left-handers. And uh, and uh, actually, I played against some of the tough left-handers and, and Barry did play. And, uh, but I, I actually, I did well. And uh, and Jim Leland, he, he liked me. I liked, I love playing for Jim. And, uh, but I got this opportunity to, to go play in Japan and uh, and I kind of hated to go because uh, the last twenty five games in Pittsburgh, we won twenty three of them. I mean, we was we was really turning the corner. And uh, then I signed to go to Japan. And I think the next year Pittsburgh made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell us about the Japan experience. Uh, you were over there, kind of concluded really? your your baseball career in Japan. What was that like? Well, actually, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Playing in Japan, uh, I was uh, my only thing though was when we 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 had spring training in Yuma, Arizona, and uh, I uh, I uh, I got to a good start, and but only thing is my knee started swelling up on me, and so uh, uh, this was in Yuma, so I had it drained, and then when we flew to Japan, uh, I I played for the Yakut Swallows. Mm -hmm. It's right there in Tokyo. And uh, we was we was we was kind of like the uh, the Tokyo Giants was the was the New York Yankees of of, of, of Japan, while the Yuku you, you Swallows was kind of like the the Mets. You know, we was kind of like the, we was kind of like uh, uh, the, the the second the well the second team there in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. But we 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 had a good team. Uh, but I was playing center field, and. Uh, and and my knee was like twice the size that it should be, and uh, so I got I still was hitting about really I, I think I played ten games and I had five home. Uh, even now the pitching over there is is pretty good, um, but the ballparks are small. Yeah, and so so you you tell me maybe you know major league ballpark mostly about three thirty down the line. Uh, oh, in Japan you tell me maybe. Uh, uh, Two o two o nine down the left field line, maybe two six in the gaps, and maybe two anywhere from two three fifty. I mean, yeah, three fifty to three eighty to center field. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty pretty small ballpark for yeah. a major league. And so I was loving that. So I, I played ten games, and uh, I had five homers, <laughs> but I just couldn't stay healthy. So I ended up flying back to L.A. and having knee surgery. And uh, actually, that was my last game played. 
And so the Japan team thought I was thought I had bad knees before before um, I went over there, but I had never had knee surgery, uh, knee problems at all. And uh, so, but when I had knee surgery, that was my last game played. Um, I, when I came back to to the states after my team released me because they thought my health was bad. Um, actually, I got a contract with the Astros. Uh, I don't know if you remember Bob Watson, but he was oh, yeah. the general manager. Yep. And I played with him with the Braves. So he knew I could play. So actually, I got a contract with the Astros pretending me passing the physical. Uh, but I, did, I didn't pass the physical. So uh, that was my last game played. Well, Terry, give us an update on Terry Harper today and what you're up to in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Well, actually, actually, I coached a uh, uh, little minor league ball after I came back to Japan. Okay, and I was in the Braves system, and actually, I was coaching in and uh, I coached two years there in um, in Greenville before uh, Braves went to Mississippi. Oh, okay. Uh huh. And uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, coaching, uh, but I was um, at that time I was I, I had got married and I, I was I had started a family. And uh, so I, I did that for three years, and then I, I just uh, I got out of uh, my league coaching. And uh, I mostly just coached around home. Uh, I did a little private instruction. And uh, so now I'm, I'm pretty much just retired. I do a little, I do a little um, private instructing with players. Actually, I got, uh, I got a couple of players. I got one might get drafted. Uh, he's, he's committed to the University of Kentucky. And then I got another kid uh, that's uh, he's committed to uh, University of, of Georgia. Okay. So uh, I enjoy coaching coaching guys that that's, uh, that want to play college or, or pro ball. Uh, so um, so that's pretty much what I do now: just coach individual players and just being retired. Terry, it has been absolutely a delight and wonderful to catch up with you. And I want to thank our mutual friend, John Eckert, for putting us together and doing this interview. Uh, John's been my friend for a long time. I know he's been a friend of yours for a long time, too. Yeah, yeah. John, we go back when I was playing at the Braves. uh, We used to hang out and do things together. And we we still communicate off and on. Matter of fact, I think I talked to him uh, last week. So uh, we stay in contact, even though he's on the other other coast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but what, what a great guy he is. He really is. Terry, thanks so much. Uh, I know longtime Braves fans uh, here in North Carolina really enjoyed hearing from you today. Eight years in the big leagues is quite an accomplishment. And I know you've been successful, too, in the game of life and giving back to young people. And We enjoyed this visit uh, so much. Uh, take care and stay in touch, okay? Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate you all having me. Take care now. You're very welcome. That's Terry Harper. And thanks to The Voice, Jeff Charles, for that entertaining interview with former Atlanta Braves player Terry Harper. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in the Apple Store. You can also visit our website at PR927FM.com. And you can follow us on our various social media platforms at PR927FM. Until next time, I'm Shirley Rhodes. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.